0: to episode 22 of the Let's Talk Nova podcast. My name is Ailish and I am the Nova coach. So today is a solo podcast and you will see by the title I'm talking about the drama triangle. So the drama triangle, it has three roles. And they all have an overarching theme of feeling victimized. And this framework was developed by a man called Stephen Karpman 40 years ago. And it's still really relevant today. And um, you've got three roles, which are the victim, the rescuer and the persecutor. Now, you might not find that you spend much time yourself playing any of these roles, but you might be interacting with these roles on a daily basis with other people around you. So it's all about knowing how to understand and identify when it's time to pull up your socks and, you know, be mature and adult um, to get out of the triangle. Because sometimes we can often get sucked into it as well. So it's all about identifying when you could possibly be getting sucked into it. Um, so um, the whole purpose of understanding the drama triangle is so that it saves you drama, basically, And it saves you pain and um, confusion. And it allows you to enjoy healthy relationships with no games, either that be romantic or with friends or with your family or even with your work colleagues. It's really um, valuable. So, firstly, I'm going to talk to you about um, the victim okay so I have some notes here I'm going to make sure that I'm really accurate with what I'm saying so the victim in the triangle is coming from poor me that's the mindset they have poor me and they feel that life is happening to them they believe that a person or a circumstance or a condition is causing their life to be the way that it is victims often feel powerless and the limiting belief they have the fear that they hold is i'm not going to make it so they're afraid of failure and they look for a rescuer to save them so what is the role of the rescuer so the rescuer is the person says let me help you they are the hero of the moment now they basically give the victim let's say um, let me give you an example. They give the victim a fish instead of teaching the victim how to fish. So the rescuer doesn't really want the victim to succeed or get better. They want to give the victim temporary relief so that they will always need them because the rescuer seeks value by being needed by others and they can be a people pleaser and they often avoid the core issue and they neglect their own needs in service of others and their fear their limiting belief is I will end up alone so that's their limiting belief so they latch on to people that need helping but they can't allow them to succeed or get better they give them just enough so that they'll come back so that they always need them um, so it's quite uh, manipulating but um often people are doing it subconsciously they don't even realize what they're doing you know it's um that's a, that's a hard one i suppose it's it's hard to see the line when people genuinely want to help you Or when people are helping you, but they don't actually want you you to succeed. They don't want you to get better than them or to pass them out, so to say. And then we have the villain or the persecutor. So what they say is, it's all your fault. That's what they are. That's their energy. They blame others. They blame themselves also. And they also blame groups of people. They insist on blaming others. And they can be very harsh critics on themselves also. And they are the people that often refuse to rescue the victim. So let's say you have person A, B, C. Let's say person A is the victim. They need rescuing. So person B is going to rescue the victim. So then person C is like, no, like it's your own fault. I'm not gonna rescue you. So they become the persecutor, the villain. Now, their fear, their limiting belief is that they actually are afraid of being the victim. So they adopt methods of control in order to protect and defend themselves. So if you see between the three roles of this drama triangle, you've got the victim, the rescuer and the persecutor. All three of them are under the umbrella of victims, And it's all creating unnecessary drama. These are dysfunctional interactions. And um, you will notice them a lot more with practice when you start practicing just how to identify these character traits in people. And it certainly doesn't mean that if people are coming from one of those roles in an interaction with you it doesn't necessarily mean that they're stuck in the drama triangle and um, it just means that you need to obviously be aware of it so overall everyone in this triangle is trying to prove that they are the biggest victim okay they're trying to win the trophy of being the biggest victim and what happens is that creates unhealthy, dysfunctional relationships in your life. Again, be it romantic with uh, your friends, with your family members, with your work colleagues, even with random strangers you're interacting with on a daily basis, you will definitely get to notice these patterns. So I suppose if I switch it, if we turn the triangle upside down, And how can we actually use those to our strengths? Okay, so firstly, we need to learn how to come from adult self and to be more present and to be more mature when you're having these interactions with one another. So the victim, when they are coming from adult, can actually become the creator. So they stop complaining. They take responsibility for their life and um, life isn't happening to them anymore they don't have that mentality they're creating their life creating opportunities then um, the hero does not try to fix anyone they just want to support the creators who were initially the victims they want to empower people and make sure that they are just supporting rather than rescuing. That's the hero. So the hero becomes like a coach. And then the persecutor, who is like the villain, they become a challenger, but it's a healthy pressure that they're bringing to the creator, which again is the victim who has now become the creator in a positive sense. They're coming from adult. So the persecutor can often become a challenger and they can help create breakthroughs and they can often um, be a whistleblower but in a positive sense to effect change and they can often be that domino that falls and all they need is that one domino to fall and they don't put any more blame on people. So that is when the persecutor comes from adult, they become the challenger which is a healthy pressure that they bring to support people to have a breakthrough. So when people can flip it and come from adult you will notice that there's more creativity people are more engaged with one another there's more alignment there's more energy obviously there's more fun you know healthier relationships and then the productivity can increase if it's in a workplace as well so i suppose what i'm going to talk to you now about is like how can you apply this to your life right so what is it you're going to be looking out for? So firstly, you need to notice, just be an observer. Notice if you're in a dysfunctional interaction with somebody and think about, okay, are they the victim where they're saying, poor me? Are they the rescuer where they're, they're going to help you but they only, they only want you to go so far, they don't want you to succeed or they don't want you to get better than them? Or are they the persecutor where they are laying the blame on thick? okay so notice acknowledge that pattern within yourself acknowledge what you're seeing what you're noticing and step back like take a step back before you respond or react and reflect for a moment often when we're getting sucked in okay like literally sucked in you can see it before your very eyes, once you start practicing this, you can notice how you're getting sucked into this drama triangle. When you notice that, of course, your your knee-jerk uh, reaction is to react, okay? So once you take a step back and reflect, you're going to um, obviously take a moment to actually respond carefully. You detach from them. So you detach from that role and you don't identify with it. So let's say, for example, if you're being sucked in to a rescuer role, somebody needs help and you said, no problem, I'll help you out. And you're noticing that it might not be a healthy interaction and you can see yourself getting sucked in and you're oversharing maybe or um, you're neglecting your needs in service of meeting their needs and you're not putting your oxygen mask on, then you know it's unhealthy. So if you're getting sucked into that drama triangle as the rescuer, this is the example, you detach from it and you don't identify with it. You don't then think, I'm a rescuer. Oh my God, this is the way I am. It does not mean that that's the way you are. It just means you're being sucked into this dysfunctional interaction right there and then. So once you detach from it, and then you don't identify with that part of the, the role of the drama triangle. You then choose to come from adult. You choose to respond and you change your behaviors. And you, if so, like, let's go back to that example if someone's looking for help and you're the rescuer and you want to help them, but you know that you're going to be late for an appointment, let's say you've got a really important doctor's appointment, and it would mean you're going to completely miss it. Then you have to put your own oxygen mask on there and then say, you know what, I would really love to help you, but now is not a good time. I have an important appointment I need to attend to, but um, if I find time, I will definitely get in touch with you or something like that, where like you're coming from adult, you have the, the wholehearted intention of helping them, but you have to meet your needs first. So... When people are in these roles of the drama triangle, the victim, the persecutor, the rescuer, they're not bad people. Now, I shouldn't say they. I should talk about we, myself included, because I have often um, played all those three roles in interactions throughout my life, you know. There's no one that's really invincible or immune to... um, being a part of these roles. Now of course there are people who are probably better at coming from adult self than others. You'll probably notice there are some people in your life that you know okay yeah they're always in the drama triangle majority of the time and there are others who are very very rarely in the drama triangle. Um, So when we, I'll just use the we so that I'm not kind of like portraying that I'm not a part of this. Of course, I'm always working on these kind of things. Um, When we fall into the drama triangle, at a deeper level, it comes from an unmet emotional need, okay? And it comes from our family origin conditioning. So those limiting beliefs that they have, so the victim has a fear, the limiting belief is, I'm not going to make it. The rescuer has the belief that I will be alone. And then the persecutor has the limiting belief that I'm going to be a victim. So they don't want to be seen as weak. They they seek control. So what happens is, on a deeper level, you then explore those limiting beliefs further. So we like we have to look at one another with compassion. If we are coming from drama triangle ourselves, we have to look at ourselves with compassion and loving kindness. And if we see someone um, like one of our friends or romantic partner or a family member who's coming from drama triangle, if we're able to step back and come from adult, look at them with compassion. And know that there's a deeper issue, that they have a limiting belief that comes from an unmet emotional need from their family of origin. And it's all about their conditioning. Like, how amazing would the world be if we all looked at each other with more compassion rather than um, with fear and reaction and anger and sadness if we just looked at one another with compassion and know that like other people are hurting if they're um, coming from drama triangle. So you can explore, we can explore collectively um, those parts of ourselves through exploring our limiting beliefs and delving deeper into what is the emotional need that was not met from our family of origin when we were young, when we were growing up and, The ages zero to seven are absolutely mind-blowing how important it is for our um, programming, for our belief system. It's almost like when we're growing up, up to the age of seven, it's like we're downloading a program and we're being conditioned by school, family, um, society, by what we see in the world, by interactions on the playground, when you're playing sport, you're playing music, you might be into drama. You know, all life experiences up until the age of seven are forming our belief systems. So that's what we talk about when we're saying our family of origin. So as a coach, I can explore limiting beliefs to a certain degree. If it gets to a deeper level, um where there is more emotional work to be done, then I think I said this before in one of my podcasts, I would always um, suggest with kindness and with love, I would always suggest the client um, considers therapy because that that is going into much deeper inner child work, reparenting work. It's all about healing. And, you know, you have to go through the emotions in order to heal it. And that can be quite painful. And that would be out of my bounds. That would be definitely in the realm of therapy. So if you come from a dysfunctional dynamic, you might relate to this. You might even recognize these roles within your family or within your friendship groups or even in interactions with your partner um, or again within your working team your working environment it's very easy to spot once you're aware of it and once you practice it so it's difficult because you can only change how you respond as an adult and often that can be the change that's needed you know you can often be the one domino that needs to fall to change the dynamic and to change how people are interacting but um it's difficult it is very difficult not to get sucked in when you feel yourself getting sucked in it's like i can't describe it like i've experienced it many times i've experienced all three i have been the victim i have been the persecutor i have been the rescuer 100% i can see all three so i guess like What did I do then to really understand and recognize these patterns in my life? Well, what I did was it started appearing when I started my coach training. So it was probably my second coach training that I had done in 2019. Um, That was definitely a huge eye opener. Um, And I was learning about obviously my limiting beliefs and exploring them. Week in, week out. Oh my God, it was like insane. But then I noticed within myself there were deeper emotional needs that really weren't met for me when I was young. And that's not um, a judgment or a criticism. Like it's just reality. You know, a lot of us are in that situation. You know, there's no degree in parenting. It's the most important job in the world in my eyes Um you know every parent is doing their best and I know my parents did their best and gave me an amazing upbringing but of course there's always there's always something to be worked on and I think when you do the work and when you do the healing man oh man it makes me scared to be a parent sometimes I'm like oh my god like even when I'm doing this work Through doing this work, I would often think like, God, I hope I spot this now when I'm bringing up a daughter or son. But the harsh reality is there's going to be something I'll miss, you know? Like, there's no such thing as a perfect parent. Um, Like, and that really is a harsh reality. So for me, I had to explore it further with my therapist. And that's what kind of led me to therapy. Because when I was doing my coach training... I wanted to go deeper and I wanted to make sure that I was going to bring my best self to my clients and yeah like I uncovered so much from my past like so much that I didn't really understand about the way I would react to things and now I understand where my reactions came from when I was younger I understand why I said things and why I did things a certain way and why I hurt people and hurt myself, you know, like, I God, it's, like, all self-inflicted. And, like, I actually look at myself now with so much self-compassion and self-love that I didn't know any better. Sure, how was I to know any better? I hadn't a clue. And, like, take that, like, really hear that for yourself. Like, show yourself self-compassion and self-love if you're listening to this right now and you're self-loathing or you're you're giving yourself some negative talk listening to this and you're feeling bad stop just stop stop the train get off the train like don't do that to yourself you don't deserve that and um we all are our own worst critics we don't want to admit it but we really are and I think it's so important that when we're doing this work, when we're doing the healing and when we're looking at our limiting beliefs and we want to move forward, that often, you know when you have those feelings of like wincing, you know when you're like cringing, you're like, oh my God, did I actually do that? You know when you have those moments and you're like, (laughs) you're thinking back to your life and you're like, oh God, I can't believe I said that. Like sometimes that can be, a measurement that can be a barometer of how much you've grown and how much you now know better than you did then. So as much as we don't like that feeling of cringe creeping up on us, look at it with compassion and self-love and think, okay, I'm feeling that way because I know better now and I understand that maybe I shouldn't have said that or I shouldn't have done that back then. But I can look at myself with some self-compassion and self-love that I didn't know any better. And I had some stuff to work through, you know. Um, that's how I That's how I honestly think about things now. It's like, it's hard work though. It's really hard work. Like again, I get really um, conscious sometimes of like portraying this like saint-like person who I am like on my podcast. I certainly am not that person, but I just want to kind of be real with people that like, it's hard work. Like, you're, you're literally peeling back the layers. Like I said before, you're peeling back those layers. And like, in order to heal, you have to do it. But it's very liberating. Once you can piece the puzzle together and find the reasons why you reacted in certain ways or the reason why you were sucked into the drama triangle, the reason why you were a victim or you were a persecutor or you were the rescuer, when you can start to see the pattern and to pinpoint why it is that way and to find the root cause of it from your family of origin and your conditioning. Lads, that's when the game changes all for the better, you know, and yeah, I'm, I'm seriously, seriously passionate about all this. Like I love everything to do with emotions, self-limiting beliefs, looking at our family of origins, like, showing ourselves self-compassion and self-love and, like, actually accepting that everyone's feeling the same way but we don't want to say it, we don't want to admit it. And, like, I'm sure there could be people listening to my podcast who I have probably said something to or done something to. I may not have been um coming from adults and maybe I was in the drama triangle. And if you're listening to this, sorry, you know, I've definitely um done a lot of my own work and I do feel like I'm a kinder person and I'm I'm definitely more compassionate to others but also to myself. But I had a lot of healing to do, man. I had a lot to uncover. And I I think in one sense as an expat I can relate to the people that say well maybe they won't say it to be fair but I can relate to people that feel like they're running away from something. I ran for the hills. I ran for those desert dunes in 2012, lads, and I suppressed it. I pushed it down what I was running away from. I didn't want to look at, like didn't want to delve into any of my emotions. It was like a champagne bottle. Oh, lads, champagne bottle ready to burst into my face and my god did that oh it was yeah and it's necessary though you have to you have to let the emotions out and explore them and un, unearth them you know it's like you're on the operation bed you like it's like you're in theater and you're being like operated on and you know but anyway um God, this has gone very personal. I don't mind it, though, I suppose. I'm hoping people relate to it. Um that's why I feel like I am a powerful coach for people, especially expats, because I understand what it feels like to not want to face things that you're like you're not facing at home. And like often we are running away from something. Like I definitely know I was running away from something. Like I was running away from just certain situations that were happening in my life and I was just like get me out get me out in the first plane and Abu Dhabi came up and whatever the rest is history but um like I know exactly that feeling you know so god that took a turn I have no idea what I'm talking about now lads sorry anyways um we have to feel in order to heal we have to feel those emotions that we're avoiding in order to heal. And if we don't, they're just going to fester. And they're just going to be there, tapping away like a little whisper in the back of our minds. And they'll come up every so often like, yoo I'm still here. You haven't dealt with me. Like, that's literally what it's like. And they'll keep co- cropping up in your mind. They'll keep um, arising in certain situations or interactions and you'll get sucked in. Yeah right you'll get sucked into this drama triangle and you would be like why did I react that way why am I feeling this way and it's often because we're not dealing with emotions that we have buried for so long but again I'm like a broken record and I apologize but like divine timing it's all about timing it's all about like honoring other people's journeys and that like we're we're no better people just because if anyone else is listening, if you're on a, a healing journey and you're um, learning about yourself, like, we have to honour other people's journeys and think that we're no better than those people. Like, I have definitely got to remind myself of that, that I'm no better than the person next door who's not doing this kind of work. That's then where it comes in, the role of, self compassion and outward compassion towards others. So when you see yourself being sucked into the drama triangle, or you can see someone else is in the drama triangle, show compassion. Show compassion. There's deeper, unmet emotional needs from their origins of conditioning, from the ages of zero to seven, or maybe later in life. You know, it's not Bible. It doesn't have to be until you're seven years of age. But it's usually it's typically typically that that age bracket um so yeah I'm gonna leave it there lads I feel like it's a nice short episode there's a lot there in that 30 minute episode to be fair so um there's no point me dragging it on for no reason being honest um so yeah I hope you enjoyed this episode I hope it's practical and I hope it's something you can actually implement And definitely go on to Google, go on to YouTube, explore this further. There's so much on this drama triangle. You get loads on it. Have conversations with your friends about it. You know, if there's someone in your circle that you recognize has the the behavior pattern of rescuer, victim, persecutor, just like decide to look um, to look at them with compassion and remove the judgment. And if you find you're in that drama triangle, show yourself that self-love and self-compassion and go a little deeper and explore those um limiting beliefs either with a coach or if you want to do more emotional healing work and inner child work definitely um consider going for therapy and it's amazing it's really freeing when you can understand yourself and understand where these emotional needs are coming from all right so i'm gonna leave it there um The song for this week is Christina Aguilera, The Voice Within. Does anyone remember her 2002 album Stripped? Oh my God, like I absolutely loved that album. Like every song on it is just incredible. Such an amazing album. So yeah. The voice within. I think it's a beautiful song. It's about trusting yourself and listening to yourself, you know, to that voice with inside, within yourself. And, um, yeah, give it a listen. I was listening to that song actually this week. I had it playing a lot actually, which is funny. Um, a real throwback. I remember, um, when that song came out as a single. It could have been two thousand and three, maybe two thousand and four. Took a while for her to release it as a single from the album, and I remember having to leave my house one evening. Let's say it was probably a Friday night when they do the the top thirty hits on two FM, and uh, I had to go in the car with my mom to collect my sister from Brownies. Does anyone remember Brownies? <laughs> For anyone who doesn't know Brownies, Brownies is like Girl Scouts, but it's like for younger ages. So we had to collect her from Brownies. And I remember I was like, oh, I was like, it's the top three, mom. I don't know who's going to be the top three. So we had to make sure that I had 2FM playing in the radio. And uh, I remember I was glued that specific Friday night to see if Christina Aguilera would get number one with this song, The Voice Within. I don't think she did, though. I think it was number three or two. I'm not quite sure, but I don't think she made it number one in Ireland. Anyway, that's just a funny um, memory I have, I suppose, of just like, I was obsessed. Obsessed with the top 30 hits when I was young. Still am, but like, back then it was like the radio and you can't, you can't go onto to Google to see who was number one, you know, you just, you find out on the Friday night and that's it. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's it, lads. Give it a listen, listen to your own voice within, show yourself self-love, self-compassion, shower yourself with all of that healing and I hope you have a beautiful day ahead and yeah, let me know if you have given this a review, I've said this before, I can't see reviews from other countries so please like screenshot it, tag me in it or else send it to me in a DM on Instagram so I can see, I'd love to hear your feedback and yeah message me if you actually listen to this episode and what you think about it um i love hearing from people and yeah if you do feel compelled to give it a rating please give it a five star rating if you feel like it and that's it for now all right happy saturday bye-bye lads